Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Award. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. We're back reporting remotely. (laughs) (laughs) Reporting live to you from separate bedrooms. Separate bedrooms. I am back on my bed. The unicorns are back. I got the unicorns again and my pillow. I'm isolating because I just flew over the weekend. So Mm -hmm. my germophobia neurosis is back (laughs) in full force. So I guess we're doing all right. I mean, hey, for any time to be a germaphobe, it's probably during the pandemic. You know, that's what people keep telling me, but I'm still (laughs) not convinced. So (laughs) I mean, you're still alive. So I think it's our game. We'll see for how much longer. I mean, that's true. I, mean, I know we already Fair. talked about this, but I mean, the Lord does not want me, so He'll probably keep me alive for a while longer. <laughs> keep her there. Don't let her come back here yet. He'll be like, "Do not infect her. I don't want her. Stay on Earth where it's safe oh, for me." Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, whereas I am, well, actually, I, yeah, I guess I'm not actually in my bedroom. I am at the kitchen table uh, in my my luxury blanket, as I like to call it. Ooh. So I'm in that one. Okay, actually, I just learned the other day I went to uh, Walmart, and I finally experienced just how heavy a weighted blanket is. Have you ever? Yeah, but the one at Walmart is only, like, 15 pounds. It's not that bad. No, there was, like, a 20-pounder or something. Yeah. It was heavy when I picked it up. I could go heavier. Or Give me like 60 pounds. <laughs> Give me a 60 pound weighted blanket. Don't give me this. Oh my gosh. Garbage. <laughs> if I want to feel like I am being like enveloped in a hug while I sleep, it's got to be at least 60 pounds. Oh that's goodness. Like good amount of weight on me. Yeah. Well, see, my problem is, is that if I get too hot, then I feel like I would rather die than do anything else, including sleep. So I would need to feel like like I would need to basically need to be I would need to be in like the Arctic to use (laughs) a weighted blanket as as lovely as as it would be to, you know, be useful for my anxiety. Yeah. I need to have, like, three fans pointed at me to want to use it. <laughs> so, oh, I think no. what you're saying is that you need to move to Alaska. Oh, heck yes. I would say that since I was, like, 10. All right. right that's where it's, it's where it's at. My dream has always been to become a hermit in Alaska and to, like, basically never leave my cabin. Hot chocolate and a like a warm blanket and a fireplace is where it's at. All right, let's do it. Move you to Alaska. Heck yes. And where am I at? Sinking Florida. I will not be following you because I do not enjoy the cold. That's fair. Um, Do you do you like do you like being in a place so hot and humid where you can be standing outside and sweating before like 8 a.m.? I mean, I did that already. And I yeah. do that here. <laughs> it is so bad and so gross. Okay. I mean, it doesn't like, really phase me anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. It, like, no. I can be outside for five minutes and have sweat dripping down into my eyes and singing. And I'm like, I hate this so much. I would rather kill myself. Like, okay, no, so I'm done. During hot season in the Philippines. Uh-huh. 
in one of my areas, I know that it hit like 124 degrees. Oh my God. Like I know it did. Oh. Because when I came home, I was like, I'm curious what like the temperature was. And so I started looking up temperatures around that time. And I was like, how did we not die? (laughs) We would go outside and we would turn around to lock the door so we could go out for the day and we'd already be sweating. Like, uh huh. So sweating. And I was always oh like, my God. how hot is it that like, I'm already sweating. And I, <laughs> I just got outside 25 uh-huh. seconds. Ago. Like, how is that possible? Oh, my gosh. And I learned when I came home that it was like oh. 124 degrees. So, yep. so I mean, I've already lived it and I didn't have air conditioning. So That's I mean, true. I'm okay. I'll be fine. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm just scared of, like, if I move somewhere cold that I'll end up dying at, like, <laughs> I'll go outside at, <laughs> like, 60 degrees and I'll be like, I need a jacket and a hat <laughs> and gloves. I can't do this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, today. 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 Back to our episode. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. today. Today Ooh. we're going to be talking about glow ups. Y'all. So. One of my favorite things to do is look at how much I've grown up and glowed up over the years because I was always a funny looking kid. I've always been funny looking, but now I'm like, Mm -hmm. now I'm like, I'm 30. I'm coming into my own. I look better. 30. What is it? 30 flirty and thriving. Yeah. I'm not all of those things. No, you're (laughs) 30. Oh, is that that it? (laughs) I don't (laughs) Just 30. <laughs> All right. Take what we can get, folks. <laughs> I mean, yes, I know I have gained weight and I know I'm chubby, but like, I'm still cute. I still know I how guess. to work out. Like, I'm good. I look much better than I did when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Tracy at 16 was frightening. <laughs> oh. No. Embraces. Listen, nobody should look good in high school. These Gen Zers got it wrong. Um, yeah, they're doing it really wrong. But aside from looking at how much we have grown physically and how much we've glowed up, I think more importantly is looking back at how we've grown spiritually, emotionally, mentally, socially, and seeing how much more we can grow in the future. So those are things that we want to talk about today with y'all. Yes, exactly, because gloves are very exciting, and it gives us an opportunity to not just look back, but also look forward, and so it's an opportunity for us today to look at how far we've come and look at where we can go. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, while we'll be mostly pinpointing a little bit of the physical, but also very much the spiritual. Yeah, so we've Uh, broken it up into four different (laughs) categories today. So we want to hit one, body image and body positivity. Two, who you are is more than what you look like. So basically talking about our personalities and stuff. Three, the person you were at a certain age is 100% different from the person you are now. What? Yes, that's true. Not dwelling on the past (laughs) versions of yourself. And number four, how you can continually grow and redefine who you are physically and spiritually. And that is probably the most important thing we'll talk about today. Yes. Oh, this is exciting. Let's do this. All right. First up, body image. Um, so this is a really complicated one, and I feel like we could go into this a lot. 
Um, but it's not the overall topic of our podcast, but there are probably a lot of really good podcasts out there um, that could talk on it because society's really screwed this up for us, especially for women. <laughs> Big time. Because I constantly have issues with this, and so does everyone else, and it makes me really mad. And yep. the main message we need to start with, though, is that these bodies are given us to us from God. That's the first fact. Fact two, these bodies are not perfect, and that's okay, but we do get to have them, and we get to use them, and we need to do our best with them however we can. Okay, so then there's a lot of thoughts we have that are pulled from the New Era, August 2019, pulled from More Than a Body by twin sisters Lexi Kite and Lindsay Kite. Sorry, doctors. Doctors Lexi and Lindsay Kite. Yes. So in their article, they talk about how the two of them grew up on competitive swim teams from like the time they were five or six. And then, of course, when they hit that like preteen teen phase of everybody hating the way they look in a bathing suit, they stopped swimming because they just hated how they felt before a race, everybody looking at them and thinking that everyone was judging them based on how they looked in their bathing suit. Oh, that's Um, terrible. One thing that they said was, well, two things that they said. So the first one (laughs) is, quote, self-objectification is at the root of negative body image because it puts all the focus on how our bodies look rather than how we feel or what we can do. It prevents us from seeing ourselves as God sees us, as children of our Heavenly Father, with inherent and unchangeable value. We have somehow got into this phase, especially now we see it with social media and the way that marketing works on TV and movies and everything is that the body is here to be an object and it is only good for like two or three things. (laughs) And it doesn't really matter if you are strong, if you're weak, if you have talents, like none of that matters because if you have the nice shiny packaging that society wants. That's all that matters. And so they really talked about how hyper-focusing on self-objectification is what causes all of the negative body image in ourselves. They gave us a solution or a way that we can start improving our body image, and they called it body image resilience. And I'm going to read you this quote also because I love it. Yes. So they say, A key to improving body image is what's called body image resilience. Being resilient means being able to bounce back from difficult experiences. Our objectifying culture might create trials and burdens for us, but with body image resilience, those trials can be opportunities to grow and improve the ways we cope. I mean, I feel like all of us go through body image issues at one point or another in our lives, Mm -hmm. and obviously this creates a lot of problems and trials for us. Some people develop eating disorders, others develop forms of depression or other mental illness. And it just, it does a lot of, it does a great disservice to all of us. But focusing on changing the way that you think about your body to thinking of it as like, my body is a vessel for my spirit. My body is able to do this. My body is able to do that. All of those other great things is a way for us to grow and to improve the way that we cope in the future and become more like or see ourselves the way that God sees us. Exactly. And by being able to reshape the way that we think instead of receiving those distorted messages that we're getting from the media, then we're able to give it a new 
perspective, to refresh in our point of view, to refresh in our perspective, to see it more in, either in the way that God sees us or at least in a more uh, positive perspective so that we are seeing ourselves in a better way. Yeah, just we need uh, better strategies to make sure that we are looking at ourselves better, to better understand our divine identities as children of heavenly parents. All right, so one of the great tips that I really like looking at here um, is seeing your body as an instrument and not an ornament. Think of your body as a tool for experienced life the way that God intends, not just something to be looked at. Focus on how you feel and what you can do. You don't have to be a size zero to be beautiful. You don't have to be a size zero to do anything and just to love life and any or do anything like that. Yeah. And making mentions like that are just a really handy reminder that we don't have to be a size zero to be happy. Like exactly. you can be, but you don't have to be. Exactly. So I think going off of what you just shared is another point that they made in their article, which is try a media cleanse or fast. Take a break from social media and then take inventory of what you're viewing when you go back. Do the images yeah. you see or the accounts you follow spark your body anxiety or shame? Do they objectify people? If so, you have the power to unfollow them, unsubscribe, mm -hmm. and fill your feed with goodness. I know that we, a lot of members of the church actually, have participated in the social media fast from um, President Nelson's suggestion last year. And honestly, like, I think it's very helpful to do that, especially when things are getting very overwhelming on your feed. Take a little break, take a minute to, like, recenter yourself and then come back and do exactly what they say. Take inventory of what you follow. Either delete some people or some things or unsubscribe or do whatever you need to to clean up your feed. Um, and then another suggestion they have is take responsibility for your own thoughts and actions and join forces with others to see more and be more. I really like that last one because it encourages you to ask friends and family to join you in rejecting objectifying media and conversation to speak up about the importance of seeing yourselves and others as more than a body and back it up by how you talk about yourself and others. Like basically taking ownership for the things that you say, the things that you do, the things that you think, like that. and encouraging others to do the same thing. I really like mm -hmm. that too. Um, and then I really love this quote from Elder Holland's October 2005 General Conference talk. He says, I plead with you young women to please be more accepting of yourselves, including your body shape and style, with a little less longing to look like someone else. We are all different. Some are tall, some are short, some are round, and some are thin, and almost everyone at some time or another wants to be something they are not. Every young woman is a child of destiny, and every adult woman is a powerful force for good. Amen to that. Honestly, I think that's really important to not only tell yourself that over and over again, to tell yourself that, to remember that whenever you look at others as well, to think of that when you're talking to others, when... You know, you're thinking about like talking to little children, like just remembering how you were as a little child. Like I think it was when we were talking about mental health, um, when you brought up uh, My Favorite Murder and there was an analogy of would you tell your like six year old self this? Would you talk to your six year old self the way you talk to yourself now? now? And I mean, I have a little niece and I mean if she wants to eat all the food in the world I am not gonna stop her mm -hmm. like 
no, she is precious and she can do anything she wants to right now. And we, we need to be accepting of ourselves. Like we need to not only have a better understanding of our divine selves, but we need to have a better understanding of how much potential there is within us and just know that we're amazing and awesome. And it's okay that we're not physically perfect. I really love this last quote from Susan W. Tanner's conference talk, also the sanctity of the body from October 2005. Um, She says, happiness comes from accepting the bodies we have been given as divine gifts and enhancing our natural attributes, not from remaking our bodies after the image of the world. The Lord wants us to be made over, but in his image, not in the image of the world, by receiving his image in our countenances. See Alma 5, 14 and 19. And I really love that because Mm -hmm. the Lord is never going to tell you you're too fat. (laughs) You have too much acne. Your hair is stringy and gross or like anything like that. He's never going Mm -hmm. to tell you that you are less than perfect in his eyes physically because he made you and everything that he wants you to do to improve yourself is about who you are on the inside and receiving his image into your countenance just like it says in Alma chapter 5 which Mm -hmm. I know we've mentioned it before but Alma chapter 5 is the spiritual inventory chapter of the book of Mormon and you need to go look through it and do it again Um, so focus more on who you're becoming and if you are receiving the Lord's image in your countenance, if you can see him in your face when you look in the mirror and not if you have one or two eyebrows or none like me. Well, then, I mean, having a positive body image is important, but it's also not the most important thing in your life. Uh, Let me see if I can reword that. Um, hmm. It's important to have good body image but it's not the end-all be-all for yes thank you it's not a requirement for getting into heaven i mean like we all need to have it but it's not like it's not like the only fruit that should be in your fruit basket when you're going when you're taking your fruit basket up to heaven kind of thing i don't i don't know how to explain it like i feel like your body image improves when you're working on other parts of yourself Yes. Like when you are improving your spirit and when you're improving your mental health and your emotional health and even your social stuff, when you're working on yourself and trying to become a better person, that's when your body image improves as well. Right. Yes. Thank you. Because they will all come together. Mm -hmm. And oh, there's actually a really great uh, Royal Doll quote. I think it's mentioned in The Witches. I I cannot recite it. I'm going to look it up. Okay, yeah, see if you can find it. Is it the what makes someone beautiful quotes? I think so. Okay, it says, if a person has ugly thoughts, it begins to show on the face. And when that person has ugly thoughts every day, every week, every year, the face gets uglier and uglier until it gets so ugly you can hardly bear to look at it. A person who has good thoughts can never be ugly. You can have a wonky nose and a crooked mouth and a double chin and stick out teeth, But if you have good thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. Yes, that's it. Was that the one? (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah. (laughs) It's a poem. (laughs) I don't know what it's from. I just found it on Google Images, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's by Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl, if I can ever say his name. His work is great. Like, 
but yeah and so i i just think of that a lot and yeah so thank you for adding for making that point tracy because yeah i think that's part of what i was trying to get at and very unable to say you do need to have a positive body image but you need to have more that goes with it and as you cultivate more of a positive self-image and positive like spirituality and grow in the other ways then you'll grow more well-rounded all over you know that's kind of why everyone thinks missionaries are so attractive Yes. Because they are working so hard on themselves spiritually and emotionally and mentally and all of those other things. And they're focusing on someone other than themselves and everything just shines through them. That's why everyone thinks missionaries are so dang attractive. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Chew on that for a little bit. We're going to move on to the next (laughs) one, which is you are more than what you look like. Yes. So I love this because every time I think about using a dating app, I immediately stop because everything that I am cannot be conveyed in like pictures. I am a very personality person. Oh my gosh. I just hate dating apps, which we'll talk about in a couple weeks on our episode (laughs) about dating apps. But I really love this quote by President Nelson. It's from the August 2019 Enzyme. Um, uh-huh. He says, how you use your body affects your spirit. If we are constantly loathing our outward appearance, we may interrupt our inward connection to heaven. When we follow the counsel of prophets to care for and love our bodies, we open ourselves to more spiritual nourishment. So again, it goes back to what we were just sharing. If all we're doing is thinking ugly thoughts, we're just not only are we making ourselves ugly on the outside, but we're cutting off sweet and precious communication from the Lord. And we're cutting off that opportunity to learn more and to nourish our spirits. And just thinking that like who you are is so much more than what you look like. You have talents, you have gifts, you have personality You have a sense of humor. Well, some of you do. Others don't. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you have so much more going for you than the way you look. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, So there's a rating system that a guy that we know had um, for rating girls. Trash. Trash. (laughs) A a garbage pail had for rating women. Uh, There were numbers for... It added up for like, okay, this is how pretty, this is how spiritual, this is this, this is that. Um, but you you can't you can't use numbers to rate how a person is because you can't separate those different parts of what a person is. You like you can't do that. You can't. Yep. Like that's that's not how a person were. Our spirits can shine through our bodies, but you're only going to get a glimpse of that. That trash that garbage pail doesn't understand that you can't put a number to a person because a person is so much more in every single way yeah Yeah. like that person is already changing constantly day to day like i am so much more than i was yesterday and tomorrow i'm gonna be so much more than i am today we are forever changing and that is the greatest thing so even if i have like two more zits tomorrow than i have today Yeah, like that does like, but I'm still so much more. So in the March 1978 new era, 
there is an article by then Elder Schill of the Quorum of the Seventy that says, Not only is man created in the image of God, but he is endowed with a set of his attributes. When you come up against problems, remember that in you are all the attributes of divinity waiting to be developed and utilized. And then he also says, The greatest of all the miracles is the miracle of personality. It has been said that 85% of all your success in life, and I speak of success in its highest meaning, is going to depend on your personality. So if you are one of those people that is only focused on the way that you look, you are missing out on 85% of your success by not developing your personality your personal attributes that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have endowed you with and everything else that makes you special and unique. Use it. Use Use it. it. Focus on what's inside. What's inside matters. Mm -hmm. Yes, what's outside will get a foot in the door, but what's inside is going to bring you the rest of the way in. Mm -hmm. Never forget that. I I can't really add on to that. That's really it. All right. So the next one is... The person you were at a certain age is 100% different than the person you are now. When we thought about this topic in particular, or this subsection of our topic, this was something that I really thought about hard because I remembered the talk from October 2013 General Conference by Edward R. Dubé. It's called Look Ahead and Believe. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read the first part of that talk because it's so important for us to pay attention to. He says, while I was a boy working in the fields with my mother, she taught me one of the most important lessons in life. It was late in the morning. The sun was up and we had been hoeing for what I thought to be a very long time. I stopped to look back at what we had accomplished and said to my mother, look at all that we have done. Mother did not respond. Thinking that she had not heard me, I repeated what I said a little louder. She still did not reply. Raising my voice a little higher, I repeated again. Finally, she turned to me and said, Edward, never look back. Look ahead at what we still have to do. I really love this because because (laughs) (laughs) Edward had been dwelling in all of the stuff that they had already accomplished and thinking Mm -hmm. like, we've done so much. We need to just like pat ourselves on the back and celebrate and like call it a day. Like look at all the stuff that we've done. But she was looking- she was looking into the future and being like, we still have so much more work to do, not just for our garden, but like in life, we still have so much more to do and you can't Mm -hmm. be focusing on what you've already done. So I love this talk, but I especially love thinking about that because sometimes we get sucked into this trap of like, Oh, like I remember when I was like 19 and carefree and, you know, I was just a college student and I was having fun all the time. High school were the best years. Like I didn't have responsibilities. I just had to go to school and everything was so much simpler back then. And I was thinner and I was happier and I dated more. Like we get sucked into this trap of looking at what we were like in the past and romanticizing what we were like back then. And we forget that our past version of ourselves hasn't experienced everything that we've experienced now. Who I am now at 30 is 1000% different than who I was at age 20. Who I was at age 20, like when I was 20, I was a sophomore in college. I was having like the best year of my life, basically. My dad was still alive. 
Our family was all like perfectly together, happy. I was just going to college and being an idiot every day. (laughs) That's it. And like now I'm like, I'm 30. Do I still want a piece of that innocence back? Yeah, obviously I do. Mm -hmm. But having all of those things that have happened to me over the last 10 years of like my dad passing, Mm -hmm. me going on a mission, my sister going to grad school and moving away and like all of these other things that have led me to the person that I am now. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Mm-hmm. And all of that comes yeah. from the experiences that I've had over my life. And right. I need to remember that there are more experiences waiting for me in the future. And I can't suck mm-hmm. myself into that trap of dwelling on the past version of myself. Exactly. Yeah. You fought to get to where you are today. Yeah. Like, there's no question to that. And as much as we'd love to remember and dwell and remember on like yeah the 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 happy moments and the security that we used to feel like we can't just yeah sit on that and pretend that yeah like we had that but it's yeah like we have to remember that yeah we've moved we have to move on and you know sometimes like when we do get sucked into that whole vortex of dwelling on a past version of ourselves we tend to forget the heartaches, the challenges, the insecurities, everything that we felt and were going through back then. We only look back on the like happy, good things. We look at like how we looked, the friends that we had, who we dated, the jobs that we had, the environments that we were in, the experiences we were having. We don't look back on the whole picture of what happened to us back then. We kind of miss the, the importance of what our past actually was like, you know. We tend to, yeah, we like to focus on the happier things. Like, everyone talks about how high school is, like, the best time of their life. But they also forget about all the, like, the bad acting. They forget about the braces. They forget about all the friendship arguments that they would have had. They forget about how they were always stressing about college and stressing about all the gossip and everything. And how they were like, oh, I'll be, I'll have this black mark on my permanent record and all those dumb (laughs) things. And it's like, that's not, no, like, no. I really like this scripture in Doctrine and Covenants section 58. It's verses two and three. It says, ye cannot behold with your natural eyes for the present time, the design of your God concerning those things which shall come hereafter and the glory which shall follow after much tribulation. We really can't see right now what Heavenly Father's plan is for all of us. Yes, we can look back and see like, oh, you know, like turns out that I did need to leave that job at that specific time. Or yes, I did need to move to this place at this specific time. And you can see the growth that happened in your past, but you don't always see what's going to happen in the future. And you need to just trust that Heavenly Father is going to bring unbelievable blessings and joy and glory that's going to come to your life after you have endured the trials that you're experiencing right now. I mean, just everything happens. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to sound cliche, but everything happens for a reason, you guys. Yep. <laughs> like, honestly, like, looking back, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I did need to go to that weird college for a little bit. But, yeah, I did need to stay a second semester, even though I was only taking one class and working random jobs because it helped me meet one of the best friends in my entire life who helped me figure out that I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues. And, yeah, I did have to come here. And then, yeah, I had to come here a first time so that I could come here a second time so I could 
meet a lot of the right people and figure out what I'm doing with my life and get on the right path. And hey, look, I ended up meeting Tracy so that we could have this great podcast. And I'm doing this, <laughs> and I'm doing that. And like, I've had to figure out a lot of the things and it's really rough. But you know, like, we've had to do a lot of things to just get to where we are. And there's a lot of battles that we have to fight. And it's not always fun or pretty. But that's kind of how life is. Yeah, I like this last quote by Elder Holland. It says, the past is to be learned from, but not lived in. We look back to claim the embers from glowing experiences, but not the ashes. And when we have learned what we need to learn and have brought with us the best that we have experienced, then we look ahead and remember that faith is always pointed toward the future. That's it. Our faith is pointed towards the future, not the past. So follow what he said. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that's that's what a faith is for, that we are hopeful that things are going to work out in the future, that we are hopeful that we can figure things out, that the Lord will be with us, that we will be strong enough and that we will be close enough and that the Lord and that the Holy Spirit will be with us as we make our decisions and work hard to do the right thing as we make the next step. Exactly. And so the last portion that we wanted to talk about is growing in the future and why it's so important to continue to grow. And I just want to read this one quote from Preach My Gospel. It's in Preach My Gospel, Chapter 6, which if you're a missionary or a return missionary, you know that it's the Christ-like attributes chapter. And it's just really important. It's a great chapter. But it says, just as vital as what you do, however, is who you are and who you are becoming. This is part of what it means to endure to the end through increasing your faith in Christ, continuing regularly to repent of your sins by relying upon Christ, renewing your covenants with the Father and the Son through partaking of the sacrament regularly and following the promptings of the Holy Ghost in all things. Who you are is important. What you do is important. But what's more important is who you're becoming. So we got to work on that. Exactly. Um, Yes, I just ended up having a good conversation with my dad for once. Um, We had a good conversation and uh, he just knows how I'm in a tough spot. And he's been in a tough spot before. He's been let go from several jobs before um, because he's so he is a very loyal person who will still get a job even when things start to go the wrong way. And he'll just stay loyal to them even when things are going downhill. And so he was like it from several positions throughout the past. And now he's in a kind of a dead end kind of role, He which works, but he's not like really happy. And he's looking to build something that he really wants to do with his, with the rest of his career. And he knows that I've been struggling, especially since I was like a, from my last, uh, my last uh, role. And so he was talking about how, how in all of his positions that he had wished that he'd been a little bit more direct in making some choices and, and being more direct with his passion. Most of the time he said that he would just do what he wanted to survive instead of using his passion to drive him forward. And that's all he ever did. And whereas he wishes on occasion, he would have at least tried a little bit um, to try a little bit harder. And it's made me rethink a few of the decisions that I've been considering from just like, okay, I'll take anything anywhere to, I want to focus my energy and my passion on to going where I want to and not just, yeah, I'll go take this random short-term gig, you know, three states away because it's a job kind of thing. 
But okay, let me start to redirect my attentions more focused and make sure I'm trying to do something more because the Lord does want us to do certain things and we need to make sure that we are doing our best to become our best selves to help those around us and to help ourselves. As God wants us to become like him, we need to make sure that we are doing our best to become our best self. Um, so I don't, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I really like that. Thank you for sharing that, mm-hmm. Kaylee. I think it's really important to to really take time to think about how you want to grow and who you want to become. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, obviously we know what like the world wants. The world wants us to be like famous <laughs> influencers, <laughs> rich, you know, powerful, that sort of thing. But oh like gosh. the Lord has a completely different plan for all of us. And yes. he will only make that plan apparent if we're asking and we're taking steps to figure out what that plan is. And so I really have been, obviously, I've been thinking about this for a long time because it's been almost a year now since I left my big girl job. And true, oh my goodness. And still don't have another big girl job. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as like, me a year ago would be like, what do you mean you don't have a big girl job? What are you doing with your life? Why are you wasting time and everything? <laughs> like present me is like, the Lord's got this. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing what I can. I can't control everything. The Lord is doing things on his time and not mm-hmm. mine. Um, That's true though. Yes. But, but through this whole experience, one thing that I've really learned is about how important it is for me to work on myself and who I am and what I'm bringing to the table. And so this little personal development guide for the youth on the Church of Jesus Christ website is very helpful for that. It gives you some nice steps that you can take to improve who you are and grow as a person. So I'm just going to read what it says in this Growing is an important part of Heavenly Father's plan. To help you, Heavenly Father gives you guidance from the Holy Ghost, the scriptures, and living prophets. You will learn from your experiences, especially when you rely on Jesus Christ and his atonement. Here's a pattern to help you live the gospel in all areas of your life. One, discover what you need to work on. Two, plan how you'll do it. Three, act on your plan in faith. Four, reflect on what you've learned. And five, celebrate your growth. It's really focusing you on figuring out with the Lord what you need to do to improve. It's taking time to have spiritual inventory and to ask the Lord, like, what is something that I need to work on? And he'll tell you one thing Mm -hmm. at a time that he wants you to work on. And from there, you can plan with him on how you're going to work on that. You can study, you can find talks, you can go to classes, you can go to therapy, you can do a whole bunch of things. Taking those steps to plan how you're going to work on it and doing it is so important. It's how we become better. It's how we become more Christ-like. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, Yeah. So the thing is, okay, I don't know. I just have like so many thoughts in my head. It's so hard to like keep everything straight. But the thing is (laughs) with it, as you look back, if you've ever like done your own comparison of a, of a physical glow up, you have to think about the time in between your those two pictures and consider all the time between them and all the effort that you've been through because i i 
no, all that time has not been easy for you. Even if you're just remembering all the good times, I know there must have been some bad times in there too. I know you must have struggled. I know you've been through some tough times. I mean, we're in a pandemic right now. I know things can't have been too easy. And you need to reflect that things are not going to always be too easy as you move forward as well. That there's going to be some time of hardship and now there's going to be time of growth as well. And you need to be prepared to make um, that effort to be willing to make that type of growth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether you want to make it a physical one, whether you, you want to make it a spiritual one, um, no matter what kind of glow up you're looking for next, you know, maybe you want to just, you know, do a next, uh, a one day one where you learn how to, you know, make ice cream, you know, right now, if you've got <laughs> the right rock salt or something, you know, then great. Hello, please make it. Just make sure you use chocolate syrup. You, you know, chocolate ice cream. It's the way to go. Um, but like just I mean, or it's, you know, a 20 year plan. Maybe I don't, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how you want to do it. But like you just have to be ready to make the effort. Yeah. And effort and energy. And I think mm-hmm. going with that, it's important to change as you're growing or sorry, it's important to acknowledge past mistakes through your growth so that way you can move forward so like right now we're going through this big thing of cancel culture online that is very true and while temporarily we feel like it's justifiable and satisfying we need to remember that people make mistakes and people are capable of growth and change if we are not allowing people the opportunity to grow and change then we are doing them a huge disservice If I look back at who I was at like 17 and what my political views were like back then, if I met 17-year-old me now, I would slap me across the face. I would hate me. (laughs) But I know that like because I took time to learn, to study, to read, to ask questions, to pray and ask the Lord some questions and to really think about things in a broader perspective than what my 17-year-old brain could handle, I've been able to change, grow, and become a better person. And I have acknowledged the mistakes and shortcomings that I have from my past, and I've been able to move forward. That's what repentance is all about. If we want to see true growth in ourselves in the future, what we need to do is we need to take a good hard look at how we are, what's going on around us, what figure out what our opinions are of the things happening around us, and start asking questions. Start researching, start being genuinely curious to understand what's happening and who we are and what the Savior expects of us so that way we can become the people that he wants us to become, regardless of what political views are from our past, our family members, anything, our environment. Just we need to look at ourselves and what the Lord wants us to do and become the person that he wants us to become. I'm sorry. I'll I'll step off my political soapbox now. That was beautiful, but I was like, are you just going to start shouting Black Lives Matter or not? Like, I mean, I'm about to. (laughs) Black Lives Matter, okay? They do matter. Okay, no, it was really funny. Quick story, though. I was on TikTok in my car, and then I was like, you know, I just have to, like, go inside my house now because I was just chilling inside in my car, and I just need to go up to my apartment. Then I was on the stairs, and then I started hearing the chant, Black Lives Matter. And then I was like, what? What? And I was, like, looking around, but I was like, I don't hear anyone. I was like, oh, 
you guys go. And then I went up and then I went inside and I was like, it's my phone. <laughs> so I was like walking around with Black Lives Matter matter with my phone. Cause I was watching a video of uh protesters learning how to do it in sign language at a protest, I think in Seattle. Which it. is super cool. But I was like I was really getting excited about someone doing a mini protest in our apartments, which probably wouldn't happen because there's been a police car sitting right outside the door, the gates all week. Oh. But whatever. But yeah. So, know. but sorry. Yeah. Time, if we want to really grow in the future, we need to work on ourselves and we need to yes. focus on working on ourselves with the spirit. It's not just looking at what the world is doing mm-hmm. and saying like, I need to pick a side, but it's really talking to the Lord and figuring out what he would have you do mm-hmm. and who he would have you become and humbly accepting that and taking that criticism from the Lord, because let me tell you, <laughs> the Lord will mm. chastise you. He chastises those he loves. And guess what? Yes. He loves you and he's going to chastise you whether you like it or not. Mm. And you're going to have to change or I don't know what probably <laughs> die, but <laughs> oh my gosh. it's important. Yeah, I mean, or you can ignore him if that's what you really want to do. I mean, scripturally, it doesn't go well for people that ignore him. I mean, it doesn't, no. Yeah. Jonah, he got swallowed by a whale. So, like. Yeah, if, if that's what you want. There's another in the Book of Mormon who is, like, leading people astray. And he gets trampled by horses and he dies. I mean, we don't use horses too often, but there are alligators here in Florida. The choice is yours. <laughs> so basically maybe it's just me on my high horse or whatever i'll stay on this high horse i don't care Um, but i feel like if we're really gonna look at who we're becoming we need to do like alma said and see if we can see the lord the lord's image in our countenance and if you can't see the lord's image in your countenance then you gotta do some work I like that. Yeah, I've been thinking about that lately with a lot of things that are going on. Like, I've been trying to imagine the day of judgment and going up to the Lord and him asking a lot of the hard questions mm-hmm. and me trying to ask, to answer him and saying, this is why I did that. This is why I did this. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, just and no, yeah, I, I feel you because I've know? been doing the same thing. Yeah. Being like, if I'm going to be standing before him. I don't want to be trying to justify what I did Mm -hmm. for some other reason other than I was trying to show people to love one another and be more like you. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, when I do speak before him, I want to be able to be standing as Christ-like as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, but at the same time, like not like justifying myself, like, oh, but you said that's in the Bible, not like using your words against you. But yeah, sounding, hey, yeah, you told me to love one another. So yeah, I did love them and I cared for them. I was as Christ-like as possible. Yeah, that's, yes, that's, yeah. those are the words I'm trying to say. That's what we need to be working on. We need to be doing our best, being our best in every way that we can. That's mm-hmm. the best form of a glow up that we are aiming for. Exactly. I like this quote that you wrote. Yay! I contributed! Glow-ups are essentially to help us become our best self and get us on our way to heaven. I think that's 100% correct. 
we can look back at how we were once upon a time anytime we want to and be like, I've grown a lot. But I think what is more important is what Edward R. Dubé's mom said, which is look at what we still have left to do Mm -hmm. and look at who we still have left to become. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is never going to be satisfied with us until we are more and more like him. And I feel like that's totally fine. We shouldn't be satisfied with ourselves until we're more and more like him either. True. Yeah. I, and I think about that sometimes like, yeah, sometimes I think about like, oh my gosh, I'm almost 30. But then I'm like, if the Lord doesn't want me dead at 30, then he probably doesn't want me dead at 40. And if he doesn't want me dead at 40, then does he really want me dead at like 50 or does he want me to survive all the way up to like 80? And boy, the things I'm going to do here. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do. We do. We got a lot. So I think that going forward, we need to be focusing more on what and who we're going to become in the future. Our physical and spiritual glow ups should be something that we're looking forward to in the future. Because, I mean, as much as I like seeing the progress I've made over the last 30 years and seeing how far I've come and who I've become and all that other stuff, I am really excited to see what future me is like. And Mm -hmm. More importantly, who I'll be when you said when the second coming happens and when I'm standing before God and if I'll be comfortable in his presence and if I'll be able to look him in the eye and know that I did my best to become like him. Yeah, that's the ultimate glow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's all work on ourselves and become even better because that's the whole point of this thing. The yes. whole point of this life is to become better, to become more like God and to return to his presence and then get the ultimate glow up of getting a resurrected body that is literally perfect yes we gonna be perfect what what if i want like shaved legs i mean that's between you and jesus i think you gotta work that out with him (laughs) that's fair i'll I'll talk to him i'll be like jesus where's a razor (laughs) or can we just magic that away So anyways, take care of yourself now and take care of other people. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yes, we appreciate you and we hope you are doing well during the strain time. Be safe, y'all. All All right. right. Bye.